2: Remember, as
3: you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large. Our long-form interviews available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. Hey, Armstrong
1: and Getty with
4: my dad Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're
2: doing with you can text
4: me. Okay, what was that when they said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leafy. we so, are you just gonna make up rules as we go along? Show
3: really? some R E S P I C
4: T. Anyway, Owen, want Tell you this I'm gonna start at an 11. <laughs> I'm gonna take it to about a 15 real quick. (laughs) Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask
1: the same question of their listeners, and here's their response: I do not have a valid passport. I give you America itself.
2: This is Ed McMahon,
3: and
0: now he is
3: Armstrong and
0: Getty. Some I've had very, very little sleep. Uh-oh. I suggest somebody provoke me in some manner. Oh, boy. Oh and dear. we can make national news. <laughs> you know,
3: in my experience, the workday itself will be provoca- provocation
0: enough. There you go. Live from Studio C. Oh, see, si, senor. Dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And hey, everybody, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
3: The Mueller investigation, ending soon, according to highly placed sources. Finally, closure for the nation. We'll all read it. We'll all agree on what it means. We'll shake hands
0: and hug all around and continue on the course of the great ship of state. How can it almost be done? That's what I wonder. With the, uh, the the arrest and charging of um, what's his name Stone, if, if they're that, wrapping it up, if that was to like you know try to strong arm him to, to to talk about some things, and not a lot of time left for all that. I uh, if they're wrapping up, it, it could
3: be the actual prosecution or persecution, according to some Jack. Uh, <laughs> That's it, really good. Is the result of. <laughs> It's the result of him saying, "No, I'm not going to give you. I do got nothing for you. You go to, you go pound sand, huh?" And
0: so they said, "Yeah, okay, well, well, indict you." And he said, "Fine, go ahead." Is there any chance "almost done" means sixty days, though, or ninety days, or four months, or? Burr. No, you know,
3: sixty days to me is stretching the definition of "almost done." But who knows? He got an, a, a a mandate, an unlimited, you know, amount of time in the mandate, and. And an overly broad portfolio, as they say inside the Beltway.
0: So, yeah, it could stretch on for another two months just cleaning up. Here's the day then we've got to go through the five scenarios for how Mueller's investigation can end according to 538 and the lawyers they've talked to. Could end at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Keep that in mind. True. Oh, pessimistic one. But there are really only five different ways that it can end. So we should go through those. Wow. Okay. Two of them would be fairly satisfying on one side or the other. The other three most likely are going to leave everybody unsatisfied. My money's on them. <laughs> <laughs> just because the, 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 that's the way the universe works. It is the way the universe works, right? Um, my poor son, who just, he, he's on this new medicine to try to make him less uh, everything. And uh, now he can't sleep. Just cannot sleep. Oh, it's man. just impossible for him to sleep.
3: Wow, he wasn't great at sleeping before, so now it's even worse.
0: But no, but when he can't sleep, nobody else can sleep because he's a danger to himself and others if he's left alone. So somebody's got to be with him all the time. Yikes. And uh, it's just, oh, my God. Nobody sleeps. Nobody sleeps ever. Oh, that's not. No, and it makes everybody crazy. Not sleeping makes everybody crazy. Yes. Yes. It's just, it's it's incredible.
3: Well, and I'm not telling you this. I'm commenting for the sake of the audience. This This is not a tenable situation. Going forward, I mean, at it's some not. point, humans have to sleep. Those it's studies are fairly well respected. It's not,
0: as I've yes. said, sometimes, uh probably more sharply than I should, when I haven't had enough sleep, to various doctors and psychiatrists. This can't continue. Oh boy, something has to be done. Oh boy, and they say we're working on it. Oh boy, but I just I don't know what to do. Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Well, this is what I've been saying for a couple of years now, and yeah. I still, it still amazes to me. I, I would I was under the impression before I had kids or before I dealt with a kid like this that there has to be something that can put to sleep a 60-pound beast. You would think that. And I've said before, we gotta knock this kid out for his sake and everybody else's. But everything ramps him up that should put him to sleep, and then there are other everything else is too dangerous for small kids. Right. There just there really isn't. Yikes. And left, you're going to go full-on E-R-I-V in the arm under the care of a hospital, it's just, it's just not that doable.
3: You realize you're going to come out at the other end of this, either with
0: the patience and wisdom of the Buddha or, or stark raving mad. You're right. Uh, introduce everybody. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I
1: remember, if he calls you names, he's had no sleep. Uh, good, good, <laughs> good. I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Oh, oh boy. Very oh. funny, Michael. <laughs> Oh, no. I was just thinking, you know,
0: if only I
1: had <laughs> some soup this morning. You know, if just only soup, you had some soup. That I could just sit here and slurp right right onto this microphone. The soup you know, makes morning. me
0: angry.
3: Oh, boy. So, oh, golly. Oh, I'd have oh, to get
0: a running dear.
2: start, but you know I'd do some slurps and then like run out the door. But. Okay, that'd be a good one.
0: <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> Great idea. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Oh,
2: well, uh, a bit of a tumultuous start to my day as I uh, got in my automobile this morning to come to work. Start up, fire up the old beast, and got a got a little bit more engine shake than I'm than I'm accustomed to. Got got a little got a little wiggle in the car. Got, yeah. Oh, oh, is that the check engine light popping on? So now the only thing that's going through my mind is how much is this going to cost? Right. And I'm doing my typical mantra of anytime there's a car repair of please don't have a comma in it.
1: Please don't, <laughs> don't have a comma. In
0: it. <laughs> right. Amen to that, right. brother. Yeah. And then the what's always wonderful is the is is what this person is telling me true or not? I have no idea. It yeah. could be accurate. It could be low by most people's standards. It could be five times what somebody else would tell me. Well, the good thing it's know, it's
2: okay. not just kind of a random like I. There is a symptom that I can notice that is gone if I if I take it in and they they stop the engine from shaking. I feel I feel go.
0: like that's a good thing. That does help. It's the throttle linkage. It's got to be the throttle linkage. Oh, I was thinking yeah. it was the Johnson rod. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Marsha Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha?
4: I'm doing very well. I have a couple of preeminent celebrity birthdays for you today. Excellent. Always exciting. Coming out of the gate, the great mustachioed man, Emmy Award winning actor Tom Selleck, 74 years old. Tom. Heartthrob throb of many women
0: over the age of 50. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tom Selleck. Stan- was How he old? the one who did... Playgirl? No, that was
2: Burt Reynolds who did Playgirl, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Tom yeah. Selleck,
0: who with a very similar look. Another
3: excellent yes. mustache, though. <laughs> yeah. Well yes. played, Sean. Uh, Tom just... Selleck, who was the handsome older man in on Friends for yes. a, a season All right. uh-huh. in the 90s. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. yeah, That's a long time ago. Al
4: yeah. well, Tom's net worth a tidy $45 million. Wow! <laughs> so... Wow.
3: Well, he's he's the kind of guy I'll bet has saved and invested.
4: Uh, yeah. You know, he's a smart guy. Yeah. And he's worked constantly. And And, my friends, it is Emmy Award-winning talk show host and entertainment entrepreneur (laughs) Oprah Winfrey's birthday. Oprah. Oprah turns 65. Now, Oprah's net worth, according to CNBC, as of July of last year, she is now one of the 500 richest people in the world with a net worth of more than $4 billion. Dollars, really?
3: great Scott.
4: She's got Howard Schultz
3: money
0: plus a billion, right? Great. Yep. So, uh, wow, will she run? I, there's not much uh, burbling about that. No, there isn't. No, huh? I wonder if she's uh, she, if she was talking to anybody behind the scenes, it'd be it'd be leaking out. Yeah, the verbal
4: yeah. kind of came away. she,
0: she <laughs> might just not be interested. I, I think, or she knows more about showmanship and the media and everything like that and she's wondering why, why would you jump in now yeah. two years away absolutely
3: yeah yeah why expose yourself to all of that it's also possible that she has sources good solid sources um that are telling her what donald trump is realizing that the job is an enormous pain in the hine i mean you are the most powerful person on earth the yeah. uh, you know obviously the benefits or something and you're you're in history on the other hand every day is is fairly miserable if you're used to commanding an empire like Oprah does where if she says it it happens.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't make things happen and if you're incredibly successful and popular 45% of the country hates you. Right. If you're incredibly popular, right. Yeah, almost half the country hates you. And she so, could think everything I've accomplished in my life and the other thing, you
3: know, do we have time for this? Probably not. Uh, but the other thing is, once you get past kind of a school kid reverence for and almost worshipfulness of the president, and you've seen a bunch of them yeah. hold the job, yeah. and you realize that you know some of them are, are visionaries and 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 solid people, some of them are political hacks who just kind of rose up to the top. Some of them had a good line; they sold the American people on a bill of goods. Uh, you start to realize. There are plenty of great things you can do with your life. Sure. Being president is one of them. Being a billionaire, innovative leader and hero to women around the world for the rest of your days is also a pretty good way to spend your time.
0: I'm Jock Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is, how did it get to be, uh, Tuesday, January 29th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Oh, that's right. Let's officially begin the show now at Mark. And I wanted to clarify the word independent, which
3: I
4: view. Uh, merely as a designation on the ballot. And Don't what, help elect Trump, you egotistical
0: billionaire
3: Oh, that was strong.
1: <laughs> <laughs> an EBA
0: drop. <laughs> You're an EBA. <laughs> what? We'll have to dissect uh, that uh, more uh, coming up. Uh, an uh, egotistical billionaire a-hole. What are other headlines, Marshall?
4: Well, progress in an Afghan exit plan, surprise update in the Mueller investigation, and scientists... They'll have a complete cure for cancer in a year.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's some story. <clears throat> what? Yeah, that was the Starbucks CEO, former CEO, we saw in 60 Minutes, yeah. being called in, in, in EBA. An EBA, Here's a, EBA right, yeah. yeah.
3: How does mailbag look? Oh, it's 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 good, it's fine, it's it's super wisdom. That's what we have in mailbag, Jack. Wisdom.
0: You're an eagle you You gotta uh, admire that guy's volume and enunciation. Yes! That's some good heckling. <laughs> I think that was at a bookstore,
2: and that sort of you know, that at a bookstore, that's essentially like a fist fight at a sports game. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's my <laughs> highest
0: grade. <laughs> he must be a
4: Pete's customer. Mm-hmm. Stay
0: tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
3: conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and
0: Getty Show. We've really got to dissect that Howard Schultz heckler. And the uh, and the whole story behind it, because that is that is the big story on the uh, the left side of presidential politics.
4: You it, egotistical billionaire. A- Stay tuned.
3: That will be a fascinating and multifaceted discussion on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And again, great enunciation, sir. Yeah, that's some fine heckling. Mailbag. <laughs> This is a freedom-loving quote of the day. We've done before. I remember that because I liked it so well. I posted it in the office. I look at it uh, almost every day. It's Sir Ralph Waldo Emerson, the in- inventor of the uh, modern circus and uh, the see. automobile.
4: Is that true? Also, oh, the true. Uh, exactly
3: the uh, <laughs> known as the world's greatest limerist.
2: The <laughs>
3: the modern circus. The Ralph Waldo Wal- <laughs> Emerson once said. Let me never fall into the vulgar mistake of dreaming that I am persecuted whenever I am contradicted. Mm. That uh, The other reason I bring it up again is that that is the shot of penicillin that the snowflake world so desperately needs. Just because you are contradicted or somebody disagrees with you just because somebody has an idea that's different from yours doesn't mean you're being persecuted you precious soft little pumpkin. pumpkin you 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 little you
2: you 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 make a beanie baby look like an alligator you are so soft wow he also said live in the sunshine swim the sea drink the wild air so not all of them are hits done <laughs> <laughs> That was kind of
3: an album track, a deep track there. (laughs) Drink the wild air. And then uh, Ben the Libertarian passes this along. I'm not sure why, but I've long been amused by this saying. A liberal is a conservative who's been arrested. A conservative is a liberal who's been mugged. (laughs) There's a little bit of truth to that. Mm, There is. There there absolutely is. Yeah. Uh, here's, Here's a nice topic for you. This is controversial. This is our old friend Kemper who is, uh, I'd like to know what Kemper's IQ is. It's like uh, yours and mine uh, added together. Um, He is an artist. He is uh, just a gigantic-brained guy. He is also starving broke. Like, he's just, it's his lifestyle. Um, But he says, uh, I earn so little that I'm often short of funds and have a tough time in financial emergencies. But that problem is with rent, mortgage, car insurance, and stuff like that not with finding some way to avoid hunger or starvation. Um, I'm I'm tempted to depart briefly from his note, which is excellent, as usual. Um, He's talking about the government shutdown and the tales of woe we heard about all the government workers who were starving, literally had no nutrition, and were going to food banks and begging for food. They are starving. Um, not only that, but I heard the oft-repeated lie on 60 Minutes the other day from Howard Schultz, who is an e- e- is an egotistical billionaire a-hole if there ever was one, in my opinion. An <laughs> EBA. You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> That's right. Um, but he uh, 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 he repeated the oft-stated, uh, you know, lie. Well, yeah, it's lie. that a sixth of Americans are going hungry. He actually used the proper term, our food insecure, which means at one point or more, but at one point in the previous year, they weren't sure if they would get a meal the next meal. I might have to skip lunch. Makes me food insecure, concerned, not missed it, not undernourished, nothing. And is, you know, not to steal Kemper's thunder, but complete lack of planning can do that to people, too. Anyway, um, Kemper writes, it seems remarkable to me that folks with established careers who presumably had regular income for a few won't have a pantry with enough canned soup, pasta, oatmeal, tins of tuna, ramen noodles, and rice a and better stuff to keep them fed for well over a month. Those who stock up when there's a bargain don't overindulge in the most expensive brand items ought to be able to amass the emergency food they'll need if there's a flood or an earthquake. And if it means they can't dine out or drink Starbucks for a month to make it happen, they ought to make that sacrifice. It's distressing enough when a bunch of poor high school dropouts don't bother to fill up some jugs with tap water when we all know there's a hurricane coming. But I'm amazed that college grads with good jobs and decent incomes don't have the sense to anticipate a few setbacks or lean weeks and prepare for the worst. And then he mentions the greatest generation, thrifty habits, saving, being ready. That sort of thing has gone out the window. And he says, it's weird that folks who really do hit Starbucks twice a day, dine out three times a week, and spend $130 a month on cable TV, find themselves in financial emergencies when their income is suspended for a
0: few weeks. Boy, we we need to talk about that more in depth. I would agree. That is really, really good. And a national problem. Much more mailbag sprinkled in throughout the show.
3: You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com, mailbag at
0: armstrongandgetty.com. And Marshall's news on the way, and we'll get to all that. we got some great guests today, so uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good show. I mean, because some of them are not that good. No. Today is going to be pretty good. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Belichick, the greatest coach of all time. We'll spend an hour on that conversation and take your calls. He's a football coach, Jack. National Football League, the Patriots. Sean will argue Phil Jackson. Joe will argue Red Auerbach. I'll take the Bill (laughs)
2: Belichick. We're going cross-sport with this. I like it. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Of course, Marshall will go with whoever coached Notre Dame in the 30s. Hey.
4: <laughs> Newt Rockne, that's one that's of that's the greats. Yeah, what better. about John Wooden? He wants some of this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Indeed, All right. then. Uh, news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, it could be some progress in an Afghan exit plan, encouraging words from the U.S. envoy to Afghanistan on what he's calling significant progress in the talks with the Taliban on key issues for a peace deal that would end 17 years of war in that country. Zalame Khalido says, he tells the New York Times, the agreements in principle were reached on the framework of a peace deal, which he said still has to be fleshed out, but he is very encouraged about the possibilities. Under the framework, the Taliban would commit to guaranteeing that Afghan territory isn't used as, quote, a platform for international terrorist groups or individuals.
0: That I could actually believe. That's the only part of this I believe. Is that we are saying to them, "Look, if there's a terrorist operation coming out of here, we're going to be back again, and we're going to blow the hell out of you guys." You will meet Definitely. Allah this afternoon. The you're not going to go in and take over the country part. We're saying that, but we're not going to enforce it. E- it- yeah. r- exactly. Here's my analysis. You got to come to the terms. Come to terms with
3: the fact that the Taliban is going to violate absolutely every aspect of this agreement, other than those which can be insured through sheer force of arms, you have to come to terms with the fact that women's rights will disappear in Taliban. There will be terrible crimes. There will be uh, horrific violence. It will revert to some sort of fifth century
0: middle ages nightmare. Oh, and God help you. God help you if you're born in that country, especially if you're a girl. It's just is the most unfair thing on earth. But it can't be in our national interest to fix that.
3: You know, the president put it fairly indelicately uh, a while back, but there are plenty of hell holes around the world. Yep. Plenty of Absolutely.
4: Them. Anyway, it looks like, uh, you know, um, uh, much progress is being made that could lead to a full pullout of the remaining U.S. troops in exchange for that ceasefire. We still have 14,000, 15,000 troops in Afghanistan. Right. In and there, well, there, it- there are still some people I saw arguing on Fox and
0: in various uh, magazines about how we got to stay there and, you know... Finish the job and whatever. It'll never happen. No.
3: We are merely delaying the inevitable for 17 years and counting. At a
0: great cost of blood and treasure. Yes.
4: President Trump's longtime political advisor and confidant, Roger Stone, is expected to plead not guilty in a federal courthouse in Washington today. That's where the self-described dirty trickster is going to be arraigned on a seven-count indictment brought by the special counsel Robert Mueller. Stone saying, I will plead not
1: guilty to all these charges. I'd also testify honestly about any other matter, including any communications with the president. It's true that we spoke on the phone, but those communications are political in nature. They're benign. And there's, there is certainly no conspiracy with Russia.
4: The special... I- Special counsel describing Stone as a conduit between the campaign and WikiLeaks which disseminated those internal Democratic National Committee emails in 2016.
0: And some people are very comfortable with uh, conflating WikiLeaks with Russia as if they're one and the same. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Here's my question with the whole Roger Stone arrest. Yeah. What do you think the chances are? Do you think there's a chance? And I don't mean the there's a chance anything could be true. Mm-hmm. I mean, a serious chance. Okay. Twenty percent or better? Or we're talking like fifty-five percent or better chance. I got to calibrate reasonable my chance. All right, go ahead. Do you think there's a reasonable chance that that was a show of force for political reasons with all those people, and they contacted CNN so they could document it? I think there's a reasonable chance that happened, and yes. if that did happen, yes. that should trouble everyone. Yeah, I, I am not one of those people who
3: went to the knee jerk. It was completely unnecessary because anytime you're going to execute a raid. The guys gear up; they have to. It's in the regulations. They can't. A bunch of guys in sh- in short sleeves and ties, looking like bureaucrats, don't show up and knock on the door. On the other hand, the overwhelming show of force for an elderly man who who's been under scrutiny forever and understands he was going to get arrested, um, and the tipping off of CNN. Uh, is, is is evidence that, yeah, they wanted to make a show of it. And Tucker Carlson, interestingly enough, uh, last night, he was talking about how CNN has become a a spokespiece, a, uh, the TV station of the Mueller investigation, and that Fox News and others, well, actually, the entire media that's not CNN right. asked immediately, including us. The first thing we asked on the Armstrong and Getty show was, how is CNN there with cameras? Right. Well, they're tipped off, obviously. Was it Mueller? Was it locals? What happened? Well, CNN initially uh, uh, reacted with great indignity that anybody would would ask that question. We'll, we'll play that
0: tape for you in a couple minutes. Even ago. though everybody immediately wondered, well, how, how did CNN know what this was going to
3: so, happen? Yeah, CNN, Jeff Zucker sent out his
0: people to say, this this right-wing fringe
3: conspiracy theory is an effort to distract Zabba Dabba Doo. Right. But then uh, the folks at Fox News asked directly, were you tipped off by the feder- by federal officials that there would be a raid before
0: it happened and cnn declined to answer i think there's a reasonable chance that the show of force with all the guns and armor and everything like that and the CNN crew was all part of an orchestrated political. And though. the amphibious vehicles. And the amphibious vehicles. In, in, the case,
3: oh, in yes. case the elderly Roger Stone dove into the canal near his house, he's able to hold his breath for two minutes at a time, according to some sources, according to the, the Steele dossier. And he just <laughs>
4: swum when,
0: all the way under the algae out to the marina. Used his submarine he purchased from El Chapo. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and ended up in Cuba. <laughs>
4: All right, I want to get to
1: this story. I'm surprised the
3: Navy didn't have submarines at the end of the canal. Hit him with the (laughs) torpedo in case he swum for it.
4: We do have a small team of Israeli scientists who say they will find a complete cure for cancer, or they have found, rather, a complete cure for cancer. It'll be ready within a year. Now, Israeli scientists
0: aren't the sort of people that say crazy stuff i don't think the, like the chinese scientists are right. claiming they've done this or that sure in right. north koreans yeah, right. exactly yeah. the israeli scientists say they they're gonna have a cure for cancer cure although yes. i can't deny that there is one or two
3: are one or two crazy scientists who happen to reside in israel i mean it's possible there are
0: frauds living in the nation of israel sure it comp- it's going to happen though. Yeah. And and like polio or a lot of other things in human history we'll look back on that. That must have been an awful era when you could get cancer
4: out it must of nowhere have been terrifying,
3: and terrifying, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't dare hope. But
4: the, the company is called Accelerated Evolution Biotechnologies and uses something called a multi-target toxin which is essentially a cancer antibiotic. Now, a lot of cancers use shielding techniques to stop large molecules like antibodies. The new treatment is apparently able to sneak past those barriers and kill off the cancer cells. You know, and and
3: Jack, you know more about this than I do, but some of that stuff Marshall was just talking about—cancer as an organism—is astonishingly efficient. No, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's one of the
0: most. It's like it's like what I always say about weeds. It's it's amazing its <laughs> an ability to live and survive. Right? How? Uh, how has
3: cancer, which is an abnormality, allegedly? Yeah. I mean, I think we all think of it Correct. that way, evolved sophisticated defenses like that? I mean, it's the sort of thing you want to ask God. Yeah, no kidding. Um, right. But well, let's hope these uh, Israeli guys are, are are on the you know, on the level. Yep,
4: company now writing patents and preparing clinical trials and the head of the company said our cancer cure will be effective from day 1. And apparently they can mix different sort of cocktails for you depending on which yep. type of cancer you have. This is this is huge if true. All right, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips Armstrong at Getty Show the Conscience of the Nation. We need to take a deep
0: dive on the Shelteckler <coughs> as he's being known. The CEO of Starbucks, who may be running for president, got heckled loudly yesterday. We'll hit you with that coming up. Um. um. (laughs) Also,
3: (laughs) new tape has emerged of Roger Stone. You thought he had big colonies. Wait till
0: we play this for you. Five minutes. Play it for you. I promise. Okay. All on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The conscience of the nation.
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
4: I am seriously considering running for president as a centrist independent. And I wanted to clarify the word independent, which I view uh, merely as a designation on the ballot. Don't help elect Trump, you egotistical billionaire.
0: Sit down. I like that guy too. <laughs> so uh, I don't generally like hecklers, but every once in a while, a heckler enunciates the zeitgeist, right, and, yeah. And, yeah. and 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 that is for the left, as I've been following a lot of media. There's a there, there was a column by uh, Eugene Robinson in the Washington Post today on how Schultz running would get Trump elected. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 the the, the smart people ever on that side are really worried about that. So that guy he brought out one of the big issues. You know, yeah. Scott Pelley was not going to call him an egotistical a-hole on 60 Minutes the other night. <laughs> Too bad. Ex- I'd watch 60 Minutes more if they said stuff like that. And again, what a great heckle. Yeah, Clear, loud, cogent, enunci- en- enunciation, pithy. Don't right?
4: help elect Trump, you egotistical Shut billionaire
0: the a hole was probably oh, unnecessary. Yeah. Probably, no. It's, it's serious language for serious times. Probably didn't need the a hole to make your point. Well, and listen, somebody slap me if <laughs> I keep rambling so long. We don't get
3: to the Roger Stone clip because you got to hear this. But um, the, 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 here is here is the the issue with the independent candidate will siphon votes from X and lead to the election of Y. That is the excuse. That is given every election cycle, every other year in the United States of America now for many decades to terrify us into rejecting anything but Republicans and Democrats. The great evil, disgusting duopoly of American politics, which the Freakonomics podcast did such a lovely job of describing a few months back. That is the that is the the terror of that they use to keep us from doing that. It happens to be true. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. At least for an election cycle or two, you will lose.
0: Ross Perot got Bill Clinton elected and Bush Arguably. a one-term president. He got 18% of the vote, I think it's. Well,
3: there, there, every time we bring this up, people bring up a study by some university or another that said Perot drew equally from either side. Yeah, no, I don't but, believe that.
0: Well. Um, uh, and, and Ralph Nader got George Bush elected by getting 5% of the vote in that very close election. The first Bush? Second Bush. Bush 2. Bush versus w. Gore. Ralph Nader got about 5%. Right and almost every one of those votes would have been a democrat yes that is undeniable
2: if i was in the uh, the buzzfeed uh, think piece clickbaity article thing my hot take would be that felons being allowed to vote in florida will have a larger impact on who is the next president than any third-party candidate. That's a good one. That is a good one. The percentage of
3: felons who vote Democrat has not been seriously, or who who intend to vote Democrat,
2: has not been seriously studied that I've seen. I don't have any
3: idea. I, I would guess it would be overwhelming numbers.
1: And
2: that state always seems to be a tiebreaker, and it always seems to come down to, like, seven votes. Yeah, you're So right.
3: people who have right. committed serious crimes will be the constituency that determines
0: the government of the United States. If nothing else, there's a new voting group in Florida, and they probably vote somewhat monolithically? I'm just guessing? Well, the, I could listen, be wrong. Maybe why are, there's individuals or everybody else. I'm know. a terrible dancer. Why are we
3: tap dancing? They're overwhelmingly black. And there's every reason to believe that those particular black Americans will vote in patterns similar to other black Americans, i.e., ipso facto, it so follows, uh, about 80% Democrat. Hmm. So, we shall see. That's a good point, Sean. So, listen here. I'll play the tape. Well, let's just play the tape. Roger Stone. Well, we don't know it's Roger Stone. It's a man in a suit. His back is turned. Another man approaches him. And taps him forcefully on the shoulder to get his attention.
1: Oh my God! I'm busted. Drinking Russian vodka, Mueller, arrest me, libtards.
3: <laughs> First of all, I apologize for the that uh, last term.
0: I'm not a fan of that term. No, I've nor never, am I. I've never said it, and I never will say it. No, no,
3: it's uh, it's, it's it's well. Anyway, people know why it's objectionable. Uh, Roger hope. Stone openly mocking the idea of being arrested for drinking Russian vodka, then
0: drops an LT bomb. Is, is he, what is his deal? He just doesn't, he, he don't, he don't care. His genitals are like coconuts. They're
2: enormous, apparently. <laughs> I get the sense that he's been in the vice multiple times. He's used to being squeezed, squoze. Yeah. Yes, he, yeah. uh, right, exactly. Much
3: like a Tom Brady. Steps into the hype of the Super Bowl and says, eh, eh, it's a nice day, and goes and does his job. I think my fourth Super Bowl was louder. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's
0: thinking about uh, what Giselle's going to be wearing when he gets home. Well, when Stone (laughs) stepped out onto the steps the other day, Stone Steps, um, uh, he didn't look to be even slightly rattled. No, he was f- amused by the fact that amphibious vehicles had approached the rear of his home. Well, and stuck,
3: <laughs> stuck powerful weaponry, you know, and, at him and, and terrorized his wife and his dogs. He mentioned
0: what kind of dogs he got. I, I picture kind of yappy little things. Yeah, because, yeah, like sleeping old, in old person, Florida, dogs. sleeping in bed with him and his blind wife. Yeah. I didn't know his wife was blind. Yeah, yeah, that was one of his arguments. Uh, My wife doesn't know what's going on. She just hears all this noise. Oh, that's awful. That's the problem. Well, we won't talk about that again. I'll talk about it again later. Yeah. You didn't need to go in that way. That was a political move. If you have to go to the house, you go that way. That's what people are talking about. That's what Stephanopoulos is talking about when they say that standard operating procedure. Right. If you have to go in. But they didn't have to go in. Mm -hmm. They could have called him and said, come into the courthouse, you're under arrest, which he would have done. Is, or you can arrest him on the street as several law enforcement people have told us that's the way you do it to avoid the whole cuz you you show up at somebody's house all kinds of bad things could happen right right right
3: and you they grab do him on the they often that's do that's the safest way there are plenty of hoods in America i have a feeling Roger Stones isn't one where I'm if guessing. your door gets busted down and people are yelling police police you're thinking 50-50 it's actually the police and 50-50 it's somebody really awful who just wants me to put my gun down and so, yeah, and, and horrific tragedies occur sure. more than occasionally. Sure,
0: You know, hitting the wrong house or, or... I tell you what, and that destroy evidence argument makes no sense whatsoever. As Stone has said, they've been reading my emails and tapping my phone for two years. I was well aware of that, and I, and I'm, and I knew this was coming at some point.
3: Right, right. Well, and, and show of hands in the audience, um, how many of you, upon being awakened in the wee hours... And and listen, you know how it is when you're suddenly awakened from a deep sleep. You, maybe you didn't catch some of what was being yelled. How many of you, show of hands, would have a gun in your hand if somebody busted in your door? If it was available, I would. Uh, if I would.
0: heard banging and looked out and saw guys with guns. <laughs> 100% guaranteed. And then who knows what happens. Well, they right. see a gun. It's, oh, it, Lord. It, it's ugly fast. Can
3: you imagine? So anyway, yeah, I I was not going to go quickly to the it was clearly a political act to show force, it was a message to other witnesses. I was not going to go quickly there, but I have walked at a leisurely pace there and yep. feel pretty comfortable because there are no vicious dogs. He had a couple of yappy little old dogs. He's an old guy. He has no passport. He has no guns. He has no history of violence. He has been on the radar and being grilled and, and,
0: and questioned and going in. And his lawyers are
3: there for many, many
0: months now. I don't know. That and the, the presence of CNN. It's just I find it very right. uh, troubling.
3: Then you add federal officials, according to CNN's non-denial, tipped them off and said, hey, have some cameras.
0: As I've heard some people say, it may backfire on him, if anything, that may have helped Trump and Stone, that overwhelming show of force caught on CNN, Mm -hmm. saying, what are they going in with all those guns for an old white-collar criminal? Right. Right. Well, I think you're right. I don't don't think it might
3: backfire. I think it has. Mm. And and listen, I'm not uh, a flack for Mueller. Um, It's possible. I wonder if somebody, you know, lower level shot off their mouth to CNN, wanted to be a big wheel. Um, Could be. You never know. Um, although, you... that doesn't excuse the, you know, going after Bin Laden show of force. Is Howard Schultz an egotistical uh, billionaire a-hole? Billionaire a-hole. He well, seemed like a nice enough guy to me.
0: Don't
4: help elect Trump, you egotistical Sit billionaire. Sit
0: down. Don't you have to be egotistical to run for president? Don't you have to be? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah i gotta find that sit down guy and see if we're
3: <laughs> separated at birth
1: <laughs> <laughs> it
3: sounded like me saying what i would have said precisely
0: how i would have said it <laughs> sit down that's hilarious <sighs> you are listening to the armstrong and getty show